0: This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations.
1: Hi, and welcome to our book episode. I'm still Sensei Michelle. And I'm sitting here with Sensei Jim. Hello, everybody. Sensei Jackie. Hi, everyone. And Sensei Tracy. Hi, guys. Now we'll all be known as the book crew. Oh, mm-hmm. I uh, like it. we we'll get t-shirts made. I don't know about that part. But today, we're going to talk about a book that I'm just going to tell you right now, sorry, that I picked, called Three Budo Masters. The thing is, the men are very interesting. Absolutely. The bad news is the book kind of reads
0: like a textbook to me. Yes. Yes. Very dry.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of dry, but I believe Jackie's in disagreement. I am in disagreement. (laughs) I love her. Well,
2: first of all, in my reading about the book, it says that it was one of the first karate books written in the 90s.
1: Ah.
2: So, and also because of the author's background, I kind of like it. I like that he's just fact after fact, you know, kind of like Dragnet, just the facts, ma'am. And I like stories and legends. Yeah. But I also think because the three of you are writers yourselves, and I am not, that we look at books a different way. Okay. Okay. I right. really like this this textbook style. I learned a lot. I could put it down whenever I wanted to
1: and um I like the pictures so though. I can say that. I'm going to give you that I learned a lot. Yes. I learned a lot about the one we're doing today which we should probably bring up. Okay. So, right? <laughs> so the book is divided into three parts and originally I thought since it's only a 135 page book that we'd just do the whole book at once. And that should be doable. But as it turns out, there was so much information on this first master who is Higuro Kano, the inventor of judo. How did I do saying his name? Sounds good. Sounds good. So you guys can look forward to who will tell me. Oh, Gichin Funakoshi, who we love and did a whole episode on. And if I say his name right, Morehi Ueshiba. I think Ueshiba. that's it. And he is the inventor of Aikido. And he's also an interesting guy. We did a whole episode on him. So we got so much information on Kano, we decided to get this one done with and then push on to part two.
0: Sounds good, Sensei.
1: It's ironic that our last book took three episodes, and this one is also going to take possibly three episodes. And we did an episode on the number three. Ah. And I bet we've done three or more episodes on Peter Urban's book, The Karate Dojo. That's something we oh, can think go back so. and look at. because yeah, I know we did a number of episodes on that book. That just was jam-packed
3: with information so much.
1: It was, and it didn't read like a textbook. Oh, not at all. So I'm just comparing it to the way I feel when I'm reading this. Like my eyes get
3: tired. I think part of that might be just because of the layout. It's laid out in such small print, and it's very dense. Yes. And Peter Urban's book was laid out in a friendlier manner. So you're reading a little section, There, there's headers, there's things that break up the the mind as you're going. And that from a publisher and editor.
1: So right. she would have picked up on that where I didn't notice it, but I think she's absolutely right. It's just agree. page after page of letters, right? Then right. it bothers my eyes. Yeah. Okay. We're still going to tell you about the book. And overall, so far, would you give it a recommend to read or a not recommend to read?
0: Well, if you're interested in judo, you'd absolutely have to read it, I think. It gives a lot of history on the, uh, the beginning, the origins of Judo.
3: I would give it a recommend because I I believe that um, it's important to know more background than just whatever style that you're training in. Even if you're not training in Judo, it's good to know. And also it brought up Jiu-Jitsu, which I had no idea of that order, which was so cool. Yeah,
1: I love that fact where he was talking about um, Kano's student who went to South America and was allegedly partly responsible for the beginning of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Right. Yes. Okay, so we are going to start by talking about John Stevens, who is the writer and Sensei Jackie took on this responsibility for me. So, what do we know about him? We don't know a lot about John Stevens because he's not up there in the uh,
2: excuse me, Mr. Stevens in the world class rating of martial arts writers. But we do know that he was a uh, Buddhist priest and that he went to live in Japan in the 70s and that he was known at, or is known as a scholar in the study of Japanese writings and that he himself was an Aikido master. He learned Aikido after he went to Japan. Well, He didn't like things that weren't classical, that
1: weren't whole, that were sort of sport-like. So he and I have that in common. <laughs> and I he, like things that are classical. And he has a style that he
2: founded called Classical Aikido. Ah. He left Japan in the early 2000s, and he went to Hawaii where he is now.
3: Interesting.
1: That is really interesting. That may be the best part of the podcast that I comes out so. today. <laughs> I'm going to write, make a note to look up Classical Aikido and see what I find when I get home. Good idea. Very cool. But today we're going to talk judo, and we're going to talk Higuro Kano, and we are going to start with, what was our thing that we didn't like the most that we read? Start it out for me since Jackie. What
2: I didn't like in a book that I did like was the um, the fact that it seems to me that the author is making Igor Kano's life very rigid. Okay, that's true. And that... He didn't seem to have a big area of softness, but he must have. I mean, he had seven children or something like that, and and he stayed with the same woman all those years when he was training and when he was doing his worldwide travels. Yeah, a businessman, a businessman, right? So
1: interesting.
3: That, that's the one thing that I, I didn't like. As for me, I, I didn't like that the writer assumed that we already knew a lot about Kano. So I would have liked a little ah. bit of a, an introduction into who this man is because I didn't really know anything about him. I've never trained in judo and um, I didn't have any background in judo's founder. So I would have liked to know who I'm reading about before I'm just dove into this is where he was born and this is what he did. And mm, Agreed. Very interesting. Yeah. I'm going to go for an actual thing
1: that about Kano that I didn't like. Mm. On page 43, I didn't like the fact that it took until 1926 for him to formally... Let women be part of training. Ooh.
0: It irritates
1: me to this very minute.
0: Well, maybe he was ahead of his time. I mean, I don't know what the culture was like there.
1: I don't know uh, because... Women training in other arts? According to a lot of the research I've done, we did a whole podcast on women at the turn of the century. And they're um, taking it upon themselves to be able to defend themselves and learning different martial arts at the turn of the century in this country, in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll tag that one into the notes because that was... One of my favorites.
0: Well, there was a part in this book since so you talked about the, um, the women judo practitioners mm-hmm. that were the uh, bodyguards for women speakers. and things That like was that.
3: really interesting. Yeah. I want to I read more about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. That was really interesting. But I'm just saying, since he invented the style in 1882, that means it took a little over 40 years for him to formally allow women to train in the dojo. See to me, I get it that that was a different time and ladies didn't even really wear pants so much until the 1920s and so on and so forth, but to me, in this day and age that I live, I I took it as a personal insult. Sorry, I
3: did. It's understandable.
2: I think that um not to defend him because he certainly should have included women earlier. He had sisters. Is that and daughters? And daughters, that's right. He was so young when he started organizing judo. Right. That I think he may have missed out on some things that would have been appropriate in the world. He was very focused and narrow focused on what he was doing. That's
0: interesting.
1: Yes.
2: He that is interesting. He didn't
0: train for a long time, but he trained very rigorously when he was. Well, And that's teachers. another
1: really a fact that surprised me. He trained rigorously for the first, let's say, 25 years of his life because he didn't start at birth. Right. But at the age of 30, he essentially quit training, actively training. That's what they said. He quit Mm -hmm. actively training in the dojo and he became more of a politician,
3: running a school and being part of the Olympics committee. That surprised me too. But then when you think about it, we were speaking earlier about judo judo being a young man's sport. It makes total sense because how long can you sustain your body?
0: doing throws and falls. Yes.
3: Yes. But I
1: had a friend who was a judoist and she used to come into my dojo and she didn't fall a hundred times on the mat, but she would show everything and do everything. And, and when I knew her, which was, gosh, an easy 20 years ago, she was in her fifties. Mm-hmm. And also, don't you guys agree that even in karate, one of the things we need to do as our body ages is modify. Peter Urban definitely Absolutely. talked about it to modify the training to match as the body continues to change because that is what it's going to do, right. Absolutely. whether we like it or not. Adapt to overcome. I mean, it's right there. Yes, very much so. Okay, are we going to talk about something really fun that we liked reading? Do you mind if I start? I don't mind mm-hmm. at all. Early on in the, bu- on the book, on page 15, it says that when he went to training, he didn't take baths. Yes. So he was known as Kano the Odiferous. Yes, it was a great line. I don't know why I love that line, but can you imagine being his partner?
0: Well, he said he used <laughs> some kind of salve that he so, made up himself yeah. and put on his body and it's really
1: stinky. stinky. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just thought that was so much yeah. fun.
0: And then you look at his picture, you know, he's a dignified businessman. You yes. That.
1: Well, his clothes were sticking to him, so it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who wants to follow that one?
0: Well, I just liked, in general, the whole... He was a, an educator, mainly, you know, he taught mm-hmm. high school. He taught any uh, promoter of the style of judo. But everywhere in it, he talks about, you know, improving yourself and... There was a section in here about the ethics of judo, the sport of judo.
1: Yes, I remember that. And and, he, and just so you things. know, there is he does have two avenues. He does have the character of the human being, yes, as well as the sport that is very well known because it's part of the Olympics.
0: That's right? what I like, and I
1: like that. You're right. Go because ahead.
0: Like some of the other masters, like our our system, you know, we 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 focus on the whole human being, not just not the sport of it, not just the activity. Once you get to a certain level, it's mostly. You know, 90% mental, anyway, I feel.
1: Well, certainly, one of the things I tell people all the time is in most classical styles, but definitely in our style, and I've read it in, about other styles too, is your biggest opponent is yourself. Right. Yes. And you are supposed to be better than yourself every single time you wake up in the morning. And that is both a, a ridiculously fun challenge and a little daunting. Yes. So it's all about who you are inside, but it it also could hark back to physicality, couldn't it? It could, of course. If you're trying to be better than yourself, you certainly don't want to take so much time off of your physical, literal fitness, right? Right. That you wake up one day and say, geez, I wish I would have done a leg lift or two.
2: (laughs) I think it's interesting that Sensei Michelle just said that because we did partner leg lifts in the dojo last week. And there's a good possibility that all of us are feeling them in our lower abs today. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's a
3: surprise for them. Essentially, <laughs> they were
1: surprised, Sensei Tracy. We only did 30. It was like we did 100. Okay, back on track. Are you going? to no, it's okay.
3: Okay, so for me, I um, I found it super interesting that he was bullied as a child, and that's why he wanted to learn some kind of self defense. And I, yeah. I wondered if that may be why he incorporated values along with the actual brute force oh. because he he understood the side of it that felt bad when he was mistreated. I love that. Yeah, I yeah. I remember the sense,
1: but hadn't remembered the, but hadn't made the connection. So thank you. Us take it home for me, Jackie. Us. What I liked is that no matter who he
2: was really he had an incredible a uh, PR person or many incredible ah. PR people because I am sure that at that time there were a lot of people doing judo or that
1: type of sport karate non-sport karate whatever you want to call it or so one could say he might have he might have known how to promote himself That's right yes, yes. and there are tentacles of him all over the earth. Agree. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. much agree. So even if Sensei Jim and I do kind of think it's a little bit of a dry read, you can see it's jam-packed with information. Absolutely. And Like yeah, absolutely. Sensei Tracy said, if you have any interest in what brought you to martial arts, or even that you might be getting into martial arts, or even someone you know is, yes. then it's a... a oh. A better use of your time than YouTube videos or as good a use of your time? Oh better. better.
3: Ah yeah. I'm, uh, I'm I don't know. With better.
2: I, I, I to me there's a lot on YouTube. Okay. Now, it it's all the amalgam of what you take from it.
1: Sensei Jackie put on her controversy pants today. <laughs> yeah,
3: I
0: guess so. <laughs> Awesome tech. What you just said reminded me of when he was at a demonstration and, and he was very disappointed in his students because they were using brute force and not technique.
3: Oh, yeah, he, I remember he that he
0: said, now. Um, if you're just going to do that, it's not Judo. Right. right.
1: <laughs> One of the things that they made clear in this text and that we all already knew is that Judo uses the person, the attacker's power against him. Yes. It has that in common with Aikido. Aikido. And frankly, our style does the same thing. A lot of um, styles that were invented around the turn of the century do.
0: And he also said that he realized the essence of judo when he finally was fighting this one man in a dojo, when he learned to, when he pulled, he would push. Right, And when the guy pushed him, he learned to pull. I think that's using the other person's energy against them. And he said that was the essence of judo for him.
1: And that's a great way for us to move on to our last thing that we kind of think is
3: either interesting or quotable from the book. Okay. So what I really liked and and found interesting is the sentence that the author wrote about judo applied in society. The principles of Kodokan judo diligence, flexibility, economy, good manners, and ethical behavior would be of great benefit to all. So cool. I was just talking to a group of people yesterday
1: about how somehow in the twists and turns of life, good manners has gotten this connotation of weakness, and it is so the opposite of that. So true. if you take nothing else from this, take away the fact that good manners is a power move. Us. Us. <laughs> okay. Keep it going for me, Sensei Jim.
0: Well, when he established Kodokan Judo, he wrote, the teaching of one virtuous person can influence many. That which has been learned well by one generation can be passed on to a hundred.
1: Oh, yes. that's nice.
0: And he was a young man when he wrote that. Yeah. Was, like in his 20s, mid-20s.
1: Again, it harkens back to Peter Urban, yes. who wrote the Cruddy Dojo at 25. That's right. And my,
2: my favorite quote is, war is never a good thing, and continual fighting will eventually lead to defeat. And I think that that's also true of non-combative type arguments.
1: Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. And also, although earlier Jackie was wearing her controversial pants, now she's wearing her peace pants. <laughs> and we're spelling that P-E-A-C-E. Yes. <laughs> I'm allowed to laugh a little bit. i don't have to stay serious. That's true. Um, I am a piece of work. Uh-huh. Which is not a P-E-A-C-E. We're, we just want to apologize <laughs> for that. But the point of the story is, Although that's a really heavy sentence, it, it's, it's certainly a good bit of advice no matter what. Like you and your spouse are having arguments. You and your children are having arguments. Somebody has to be the voice inside that says, hey, let's find the way to solutions as opposed to butting heads. Right? Right. right? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: That was one of the principles he mentioned in his five principles, no one to stop. Oh. was the last one.
1: Nice. No, that was nice. the fourth
0: one out of five.
1: Go ahead and read all five of them. All right.
0: Number one, careful observation of oneself in one's situation, careful observation of others, and careful observation of the total environment. Number two, seize the initiative in whatever you undertake. Number three, consider fully, act decisively. Mm. Number four, know when to stop. And number five, keep to the middle between elation and depression, exhaustion and sloth, foolhardiness and cowardly behavior.
1: Each one of those could be compared to something else that someone said, like the last one could be compared to Benjamin Franklin, right? Everything right. in moderation. Right. And I think it was maybe the third one. Read it for me again.
0: Consider fully, act decisively.
1: It's is like when Peter Urban says, practice slow and act fast. Yes. Yes. And measure twice, cut once. Ooh. There you yeah. Well, oh, that's a real one too. I know. <laughs> For those of you who have never built anything, you'll see.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna finish the quotes up with one that he supposedly actually said. If the work of a human being does not benefit society, that person's existence is in vain. On the upside, it's really a lofty goal. Right. Absolutely. On the downside, kind of judgmental.
0: Mm. <laughs> a little
1: bit. <laughs> yes. But that's pretty much the essence of Jigoro Kano. He had a stand and he took it. Yes. That is, I guess, true. Mm. I would agree. So from this book, we're going to move on to Gichin Funakoshi, who I'm a huge, right? Yeah. Yes, he's who the second person. I'm a huge person. fan of. Mm. And since I've done a full episode on both um, Akito and Shotokan, We may fit them both into one episode. We're still up in the air, folks. You'll just have to wait and see (laughs) what we decide to do. Yes, the suspense. But in the meantime, does anybody have any last words on, well, they call him Shihan Kano, so I'll call him Shihan Kano. Don't forget that he's responsible for the belt system. He did invent the belt system, and they did talk about it in this book. I had forgotten that. Only because
2: everybody who knows about karate today sees different color belts. Yes. And yes. and it's directly related to his understanding that humans want a short-term goal and a prize.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, you know what I thought was really cool? And we forgot to mention it, that the three men were contemporaries. Yeah. Oh, yes. According to John cool. Stevens, they knew each other. They actually knew wow. each other. And I hope that he brings that up as the book unfolds. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep you posted on that one, too. Because... That sounds fun to me. Like, doesn't that sound like the making of a movie? It does.
0: Yeah, right? Oh, guys wouldn't, in wouldn't a room. that be cool?
1: <laughs> I know. Drinking sake. We are not the people to make the movie, but we are the people that would go watch the movie. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll take the rights. There you go. <laughs> no. <Smart. laughs> just give us a pat on the back for good idea. <laughs> okay. Anything else before we close it? No, that's it. Did you read the book? If you want to tell us about it. Let us know all over the web at Wildcat Dojo. .com to our webpage, dojo conversations at AOL, and Wildcat Dojo conversations on Instagram. Also, Cynthia Jackie and I need to do real quick honor athletics. athletics. Of course. Of course. Thank you, Cynthia, for always being such a great supporter. And you can reach her at honor athletics.com or at 770 945 Five zero, And do not forget at checkout to mention Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back with another Budo Master, honestly, in a couple of months. <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> Sounds good, Sensei.
1: Let's say good night.
0: Good night, everybody.
1: Bye. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. And on that note, I am signing out.
0: Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.